Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. This is episode 488, podcast number 367. Thank you so much for joining me. We are uh, still in the middle of the gray area, gray zone, so we are doing a uh, outside studio show tonight. But uh, with some improvements over last week, we've fixed a couple things, so bear with us. This is going to be a great show. We have lots to get to tonight. We have a new Fresh Vault segment. We have an Antiques Road show. Mail time. Price is right. We have a custom corner submission that I'm pretty excited about. And uh, a lot more. Uh, but first, let's welcome uh, to the show, what about Josh Zubizabrickis this week? Yeah, hello. And big thank you goes out to everyone who liked and shared the show last week. It made a huge difference. We do appreciate that. And again, this week, we're going to ask you to do the same. For those of you who did not, um, screw you too. <laughs> Um, by the way, who are you, Dustin Schnitzelholtz, there for a second? Yeah! yeah! buddy. And then we also have Joe Kimson from Flag Raiders Paintball. Oh, he's I on. Am, I was <laughs> muted. Now I'm not <laughs> muted. I'm trying to get my chat form to come in, but the keyboard won't type. And thanks for tuning in to Behind the Bunker. Hopefully things will go better than my system. Very good. A uh, little Metamucil, and that'll help. But we also have Gavin Sharma from Terra Tech Industries. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Gavin. Holy cow, we took the All wind out right. of his sails. I'm, I'm glad you're regular, and you're, you're doing well, Joseph. And uh, I hope you're all regular as well, folks, uh, regular viewers, that is. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and make sure you hit that like and share, as my friend Josh said. Uh, it is very, very important that you tune in tonight because we have an incredible show. So thank you for joining us. Interact in the chat. We'll try to get to it as soon as we can. Um, but the, tonight is Monday night. It's behind the bunker. You're here. Make sure you like and share so everybody else can join us as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys did really well last week. Uh, I found you. I found us in a lot of uh, places where we don't normally see us. Shared in, uh, there was a couple of uh, different paintball forums I didn't know existed. There was a couple of people that put it in uh, microwave cookery and all kinds of different places. So thank you for that, guys. Um, we're bringing a whole bunch of new people to uh, to see some paintball content. So thank you very much. Um, Do your part. Do your part. Damn it. Like and share. <laughs> um, also, if you guys are watching, you can do what Joey did here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to Joey Set Setapan. Uh, he says uh, he rated us on... She... Uh, no, it's a he. Uh, it, I know the avatar is a picture of a woman, okay. but <laughs> you're not getting me in trouble tonight. <laughs> All right. Damn you. Um, he said, they said, great experience with them, uh, and the show is hilarious. So thank you. I appreciate the uh, the recommendation. Um, if you guys are watching us on YouTube or sorry, on Facebook, definitely uh, do that. Just put a recommendation up if you want. Uh, also, hit that like and share button. And if you're watching us on YouTube, which is also where we are broadcasting, hit that uh, subscribe button. A couple of events we want to tell you guys about. Save the date. Here's a bunch of Mission Masters scenario paintball production games. Uh, check those out. Uh, what else do we have? We have War at World Crimson Tide. That's happening April 9th to 11th. Check that one out. Also, Super Game Indiana at Laporte, Indiana. That is also happening on June 25th to 27th. Aliens vs. Predator Total Carnage, April 24th to 25th. Check that game out. Ga uh, Josh, I think we should bring back paintball around the world now that a lot of these uh, these games are um, uh, starting to yeah, pop up again. That wouldn't be so terrible. No. And Matt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop out a couple things so that I'm not streaming the show then. All right. Um... Can we just stop for a second, though? We can. Are we going to collaborate? Yeah, our good friend, uh, yeah, our good friend Greg Hastings is in the chat right now, and he liked and shared it, so thank you for that. Um, so, again, we talked about this last week, but congratulations, Greg, one more time. Clearly, you're sleep-deprived, and this is why you're watching this, uh, to help you fall asleep again. But uh, congratulations on your new bundle of joy and all the best uh, in your next chapter. I'm disappointed. Yes. We, all signed, we all signed that. Congratulations, that, uh, yes. <laughs> But we all signed that agreement, or not agreement, but that petition for him not to procreate. I yeah, guess we ever. didn't get enough signatures. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Greg. It's nice to see you on the show, sir. We haven't we haven't talked to you in uh, in such a long time. Um, yeah, I see a lot of you guys signing in. Matt, are your numbers working any better? Okay, let me know when I can always turn my my stuff off. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, it's hard to produce a show when everybody is in different. 
<laughs> different places. All right, well, Gavin, why don't we get to uh, some mail time tonight? Are you ready for that? I think I am. The sound- mail time. Mail time. All right, Gavin, have at it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is mail time, the time where I get to shine and rip open my sack. Ding! (laughs) Which I forgot to pick up today. (laughs) And uh, read some of the correspondence that you, ladies and gentlemen, have sent in. Uh, So we had a full sack from last week, and so we're going to add to it this week as well, because you guys got a lot of questions that you need answered. So the first one comes to us from Chris Companion. He's got a two-part question. Uh, The first one is, WTF is up with Todd's hair. Oh, yeah, I was having a bad hair week last week when he sent that in. I don't know. Nothing. It's flowing. It's looking good today. It's my COVID hairstyle. We should be talking more so about Gavin's uh, Gavin's stash. Uh, that wasn't in the question. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, but there's a question regarding me. It's like, um, what's the backstory to the name Z that I used to have? And that was my moniker. Um, so it was a nickname I, I received in college, um, among many nicknames that we, we talk about on the show. Um, and why it was prevalent and used quite a bit was because back in the early or late 90s, early 2000s, um, everybody needed a nickname to use on chat forums because paintball community was primarily um, communication happened over chat forums and you needed a, a, a screen name uh, in order to participate. So. Z made its way into every paintball chat that I was involved in, and that morphed and moved its way into the Phoenix Projects as well. And so any character that I assumed as general would have a Z in it. So there was Z Aladdin, um, Kim Kim Young Z, um, anything like Rommel. that. Z Rommel. Z Rommel, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's how Z came. So it was a nickname from college, and I carried it over to the paintball communities. Um, but that is now since, you know, we, with the advent of like social media, such as this, it's no longer a relevant or present. So yeah, that's, that's sort of the backstory, Chris. Uh, but thank you for your question. And next question comes to us from Joe Strayer. Hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, and hopefully we didn't ask this last week. So what do you think the future of the NXL looks like after COVID? Fragmented. Ooh. Okay. I think. I mean, it's going to take a while for them to get started. Rumor has it um, it might be a, a slow, a, a late or slow start this year. Um, none of that's confirmed, obviously, but um, I don't know. It's 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 not so much. I think you'll be able to model whatever happens to the NXL with whatever else is happening in you know in in society and culture. Are people going to be getting out? People are going to be getting back at stuff. I don't know. People are chomping at the bit. Any opportunity they got to play last year, they took advantage of it. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really think they want the big show again. Uh, there's been a number of sacrifices uh, around the world, uh, particularly in the paintball community. So I really think people will be chomping at the bit, as you said, Todd, to, uh, to get back into um, world-class events. And the NXL is definitely a world-class event, um, both for what the manufacturers can show and what the athletes can show as well. So... Um, what's it going to look like? I hope to God it's back to normal by next year as the vaccine rolls out too. But, uh, it's, you know, it's wait and see. But, you know, fingers crossed. Um, I'm optimistic about 2021 and hopefully the NXL thrives w- w- with respect to that as well. Yeah. Um, sorry to interject for a second. We had to dump YouTube. Uh, YouTube was causing us the lag. Everything else just sped right up. Uh, so YouTube's encoders are not working as well as they should be. So we are only on Facebook right now. Um, so if you guys are watching us on Facebook, hit that uh, share button for sure so that people can come back and find us uh, from all that was watching on uh, YouTube. So very cool. What will happen after the after show? Will we have the after show just on Facebook or will you switch to YouTube? Well, we'll see how the Internet does. Maybe Matt, Matt could probably get us back up and running in a little while, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right. So the next question comes to us from Tommy Tuamala. I'm sorry for butchering that, my friend. Uh, what is the lightest 68 tank? Um, so including the uh, European standards as well. So what is the or the the lightest tank that is available on the market right now? Hmm. Ninja has some ultra lighter, so super lights. I think their tanks are probably the lightest, and their regs are are pretty compact. So I think that probably even the ninja, wah, ask Josh. 
I think Ninja has. At least I know two years ago they were the lightest. But in all fairness, the lightest Ninja tank that they had, how even if they got lighter, does it really matter? At some point, you need a little bit of weight to your marker, otherwise you're not going to be able to use it. You know, I'm not yeah, talking pounds. It's not, it's not like a cloud. Right? It's not no, like, but it's like going to land in your hand and disappear. No, but like, okay, so if you took a speedball gun, like, a, you know, a Planet Eclipse CS2 or something like that, and you took, you took the tank off of it, let's say, and you took the hopper off of it, loaded up with paint, that gun by itself is so light, you need some sort of weight to be able to move it around and to hold it steady, I feel like. If it's too light, it... I don't know. I mean, the tanks themselves, Christ, I don't know how much lighter you're going to get them anyways. Um, Does anyone ever remember the old art of using drop forwards to <laughs> balance your marker? Uh-uh. What kind of drop forward? <laughs> flame drop flame forward. Drop. That's right. Always flame drop forward, never anything else. Uh, but, yeah, the idea was that you had to have weight distribution even so that when you loaded paint the front of your marker wasn't too heavy and the back wasn't too heavy so it was equal it, it does make sense to have some weight to uh, a tank but like if you're looking at a ninja tank and you're going i'm not sure if this is light enough maybe the gym is a better place for you for a little bit <laughs> or maybe you talk to our old friend the shoebox shocker so you know yeah yeah, back then people used to have one large muscular arm, not because they were lonely, but because they played paintball. And only played for half a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, we also Next. have two visual Sorry. visual questions, Gavin. Should yeah, we get to those while we while we have them? Um, it's your show, Todd. Well, <laughs> Jason Diff writes in. He says, uh, Hey, that's my line. What was your first scenario slash producer game played? Uh, Wayne Dalek, MXS, TAW, Black Cat, and do you think we will ever see more scenario producers make a comeback? Um, I, I've played a bunch of games. I know Joe's played a Wayne Dalek game, um, but I don't know that we've lost any producers. I mean, we've lost some of those names, but between Viper and Hanu and you know some of the other guys out there right now, Dan Bonebreak, I mean... Some of these guys are putting on tremendous games. I, 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 I would say we're still on par, wouldn't you guys? I, I would. I tend to agree. Wayne Dalek had he runs some pretty neat games. He's he's getting you know up there in age, but it still doesn't take away his creativity and, and the ability to to put on a good show. I, I, I played a Wayne Dalek twenty four hour game. I don't know in nineteen ninety four or nineteen ninety three. Man. It was a good game. It was fun, but what was even scarier was the giant spiders in the palmetto beetles in the palmetto bushes. Like there were spiders with heads, bodies as big as that, with legs this long, and giant webs that you would run and they would stop you. But then you'd hear the spider in the bushes of its mandibles going nah, 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 like this, coming to get you. So I think Joe's been watching The Hobbit. <laughs> I so have thought no such I thing. I played a Wayne Dalek game and it was it was fantastic uh, because he would actually dress up in character with makeup and all that wonderful stuff and float around in the community and reveal information or misinformation too. So um, that was the first time I actually got to meet him when he had makeup on, which was fantastic. Um, so Jason, to answer your question, um, I don't think there's going to be a significant drop off of uh, scenario producers. Um, I would say the opposite. I think that, you know, people have learned over the, the last 40 years of paintball uh, what scenario paintball can be, and you'll see more and more um, better production value in terms of the scenarios that you're going to. Yeah. So um, I think it's not even a comeback. I think it's still here, and I think it's going to be bigger and better for 2021. So yeah. I'm pretty optimistic about the whole sport, but scenario paintball and big games as well. Yeah. Then we have uh, Bob Spisser in the live chat says, I think based on Fortnite and PUBG success, we're going to see even more scenario games. Well, not even so much that is, um, I mean, those are, those are good points, but what about some of the movies that are out? Um, I saw um, there's a big game coming on that's a, a tiger. Uh, uh, what is it? Tiger Cat, not Tiger Cat. What's that movie? Uh, Tiger King. Tiger King. Tiger I'm sorry. King? Tiger King. Oh. That had a Tiger King uh, themed big game. There's so many great ideas. Um, we did um, uh, we did a Simpsons themed game once. That was pretty awesome. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, it's endless. Um, Jason Diff says his first scenario game was Wayne Dollock in 2001 at Southwest Paintball. Uh, action scenario events, yeah, Ryan does a great job with that as well. We had a Trek Wars at our field uh, a few years back. That was from Phil Ramirez. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that was Trek versus Star Wars. That was a Wars. good game. Yeah, Trek Wars. It was a fantastic yeah. game, and I was in a Jedi costume with Yoda on my back. So. Yeah. Uh, and sorry. That's the most uh, dressed up I've seen people in a while. Maybe with the exception of the uh, Water Wars we game, which was like a post-apocalyptic uh, type adventure. But even back when we used to I, host, I Bana- sorry, war war games like uh, uh, Vietnam themed and and stuff like that, you you had more people dressed up. I feel maybe that was. I think so. Yeah, we were talking about that last uh, last week, right? Uh, how. That was kind of in the early days, though, before, you know, before you had, you know, teams and guys teams, wearing yeah. jerseys, when, when you still had groups of friends and, and people that would come out, but they would, you know, really take pride in, in their costumes. And I think this year, from what we saw at Paintball Extravaganza, we would have seen the return of costumes and, and more, you know, dressing up for big game and scenario events. Like, sorry, Gavin, I took the wind out of your sails. No, it's true. It's all, so 2021, let's make that the year of the costume. Yeah, yeah. I, I would on, ask, both on and off the field. I, I would put a challenge out there to anybody who's watching, who's a game producer, to put things back into games instead of having most valuable team or most valuable player or something like that. Do best costume, do best team group effort costume or something like that to bring all that fun aspect back to it without maybe going too far into the LARPing world. But I, I would rather see that than somebody win an MVP team from the guy who's generaling his own team like i would rather see that but but like give me best costume i want to see fun stuff again yeah yeah and costumes don't have to be a hindrance either i mean sometimes you know if you do it right you know you don't have to be you know in some sort of big abstract extravagant thing um yeah um tactical cosplay says bob spicer (laughs) <laughs> I know Bob. I, I, I Spitzer. I, I thought it was Spitzer. All that's right, Mark's, That's Mark Spitzer. That's his cousin, the Olympic swimmer. Yeah. I have this two more. Spice. Bob Spice is a rum guy. <laughs> Captain Morgan. Uh, this next question, Gavin, comes from Simeon. He says, "Can you name some of your most nerve-wracking situations that have happened to you in a game?" Yeah. Um, anyone want to go first? Yeah, it was once uh, at a forward bunker at uh, a big game. And uh, I was covering one side, and uh, the guy on my team was covering the other side. Here we and go. This, this jackass, his phone rings <laughs> in the middle of it, and he stops to answer the phone. So the entire left side of the bunker completely opened everything as he's talking to Simon, who's standing on the other side of the mesh. My gun was still firing. To your point, my story was going to be that same game. Um, I got up to a wall of a building, but it was uh, it was it was a row of buildings. And the only way that we could get through is through windows. But I found this this great little area was a little alcove. So there was no way they could shoot at me. Uh, but guys were trying to shoot under the building at my feet, and I had, uh, that was the game that Enola Gay had sent us. I asked for a couple of paint grenades, and they sent us a case of them. Remember that? So I had them a in my pocket. A case of smoke and a case of grenades. Yeah, so I took one, and I started throwing them over the wall, and and they're the ones that explode, so it makes noise. That was nerve-wracking, because you, you could hear them getting angrier and angrier on the other side of the wall. So I apologize for those people, but... I remember chucking four smoke grenades into that castle and randomly chucking four paint grenades in after and just hearing the people on the inside lose their marbles. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Anything that any tense situations on the field? Um, not from a player's per, uh, perspective, but um, usually medical emergencies. Um, so, yeah. but, you know, like I, I enjoy playing and that's sort of par for the course whenever uh Whenever you get outgunned or outnumbered, or you're about to be really, really devastated, I think a nerve wracking. Um, yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, but but for me, it's always about um, everybody else's playing enjoyment as well. Yeah. And whenever there's a medical emergency, I think that becomes nerve wracking. Um, that you you want to make sure everybody leaves the game safely, and uh, everyone has a good time. So. Um, 
I'm usually one of the first people to respond whenever uh, something like that comes up, and I hope others do the same. But Gavin, uh, you've done able- the same thing as I have. You have a daughter, and I and you've played paintball with her. I yep. played paintball with mine, and she was the first time she was seven, and then we played JT Splatmaster, and eventually got right. up a little bit. But that was my most nerve wracking time because here I am trying to play with her, trying to steer her, keep her from getting afraid and shot. But yet I'm trying to defend her without like playing paintball. I'm trying to, you know, kind of keep her covered, but safe, but yet having fun without her realizing I'm whatever. But that's nerve wracking because you really want someone. It's like when you bring your girlfriend or your significant other to the field, you want them to have nothing but an awesome time so that they accept your sport and maybe encourage you more to play it. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, that, that, that that's nerve wracking. Really good point, because, again, uh, whoever you bring out with you. And if they are flesh and blood, then absolutely want to make sure that they're uh, safe and having a great time. So I think most pe- most viewers who have kids can relate to that. Um, that, you know, the first time out, you're like almost nerf bubbling them or bubble wrapping them. And uh, you want to make sure they're OK. Uh, yeah. So they keep coming out because it's something that we all very clearly enjoy and love. Um, and, you know, to bring your own flesh and blood out to, uh, to do that as well would be uh, would fantastic. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't yeah. uh, for me. Not so much anymore, but that's okay. And then what about Joe? You're, I, I can imagine just je- uh, wizarding or organizing a big game has got to be pretty nerve-wracking if you've got big landslides happening back and forth and, you know, people yeah, throwing problems. and. Yeah, just look at his hair. Joe's only actually 24. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Who's he, Hans Moll, man? I, <laughs> I wish I was only 24. Yeah, I, I think um, you're trying to... When you're when you're running a big game and the missions, you know, you want everything to just you have a preconceived idea how the game's going to unfold and you want them to continue to unfold because you're worried. You want everyone, you know, not only do you want to have a victor, but you want to make sure both teams have a good time and they 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 want to want to return. So that's you know, it's pretty. But that you know, but is running a big game that much different than in every every Saturday or any Sunday or a Tuesday night you want your participants every you want everyone that's out to have a good time so they that's you know that that's their sport it's their free time and and you want them to have a a good time and sometimes it's tough because you have different skill levels playing and it's just it's a it's a bit of a juggling act yeah um John Jones says uh, his most nerve-wracking was first time he played dynasty in Amsterdam uh, lost tw- twenty one to five as uh, there was no mercy rule. Yeah, I, 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 I miss old X ball for what it wrecked of our industry. It was certainly fun to play, but no mercy rules. Fifteen balls a second, long halves. That w- that was some that was some fun things. Uh, Bob uh, says uh, most nerve wracking took Gog shot in a tournament, and the ref stopped all play because he saw. Uh, what I didn't, the paint pushed past the foam of my Proflex and busted my nose inside the mask. Well, that would explain why he looks that way. Well, that's that, is, that explains his high nasally voice. <laughs> oh, oh, Spister. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, I, I got one more to add. I don't know if you, this happens to you guys too, but you're at a big game and you hear stuff going on constantly. I my nerves get up when everything all of a sudden goes quiet it's in the middle of the day and everything goes quiet people stop shooting i always worry that i missed something like did i miss the ref say somebody got injured put your stuff down did i miss the fact that there's a break for lunch did i miss it that always gets my nerves up because it's like oh crap what happened yeah yeah along that same thing it's when you see somebody doing something wrong at the field whether you're in the staging area and someone leaves the chrono and doesn't put their sock on or something like that um, but they're too far out of reach for you to say anything but you can see it from across the field and you're hoping that somebody will catch them before they do something stupid um, yeah stuff like that bothers me too um, should we move on Gavin one more question uh, visual um, question yeah one visual would be great Gary Kress sends this in. He says, why does Gavin hate Ryan McGee's questions so much? Asking for a friend. That's awesome. <laughs> Is that friend Ryan? That I will never answer that question. 
Nah, I'm just te- I'm teasing. You know, we love Ryan McGee. He's been Not a, me. a long time. He's <laughs> yes. been a long time supporter of the show. He asked a lot of questions. We appreciate it. So, absolutely. As much as I pretend to be uh, be angry at him, uh, I'm certainly not. Uh, we appreciate everybody who contributes to the show. Uh, he's uh, he's a big contributor. So, yeah. yes. and, and to be honest, you guys, we're trying to be the most interactive paintball show that we can possibly be. The problem is, there's four of us windbags here that we all want to have an opinion and talk, and we do try to watch you guys in the live comments. We try to reply, but it's very difficult. Then there's people in the live chat like Sebastian Meunier that we try to ignore. So I mean, it, it's it's a it's a fine line, um, you know, doing this. But uh, I, I appreciate all of you guys, and especially all of you guys that are sharing this to paintball groups and some of your friends and 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 uh, you know any anywhere on Facebook. We we definitely really appreciate it. And in all to... fairness, we can uh, ignore Seb because if he hangs up on a VIP phone call, <laughs> is there? Uh, we'll have to get Seb Love back you, in Seb. the studio one day. Yeah. And uh, so for those of you people who will be or watching now and, uh, and interacting, we appreciate it. Uh, it takes me a little while to um, respond to you because um, just the setup that I have right now. So if you get a like or a comment two days later, then... Um, I didn't ignore you. I am definitely, um, uh, you know, watching later on. So um, we're all dealing with our gray right now, which is our lockdown. So uh, bear with us. But uh, we appreciate all your contributions and uh, your support of the show. Absolutely. So thank you guys for for tuning in. Uh, We're going to zip away for just a quick second. We're going to play you this week's vault episode from Joe. Uh, When we get back, guys, we have Antique Roadshow. We have a topic that we want to get to. Maybe Price is Right. We have a great custom corner and uh, a lot more. So don't go anywhere, guys. It's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball. Each week we go back in time and we do a segment called From the Vault. This week is no different. This is our first vault of 2021, and we're doing it for Behind the Bunker. This week I pulled out of the vault my mini mag. Uh, This is a pretty stock one. It's mini mag number, serial number 253. So Tom K put this one together by himself. Friend of mine was a machinist at the time. He modified a car stock so we could have a car stock on, got a vertical bottle on it. Of course, um, my view loader. Actually, this is a protein products uh, feed elbow and I do have a sight rail. Next week, we'll look at my original site that I used for it, which is pretty cool. Long before the days of everybody having red dot sites, there was a company that made red dots. Uh, some of you old school guys might remember the name of the company, but we'll look at that next week, as well as my Armson barrel that I had for my mini mag, which made this thing perform super awesome. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching Behind the Bunker and From the Vault. Pew pew. All right, Joe, that was cool. That that's pretty neat. That's my um that's my mini mag, my original mini mag. As I said, it's serial number two five three MM two five three. So it's a it's a pretty, you know, uh, early version of mini mag. before the mini mag came out. I had a couple of uh, crown points with power feed, but um that's really my my first one and um I'd have, like i said i had a friend that had a machine worked at a machine shop and he took those car stocks which you know you there was really no stocks available for people um guns at the time and and he machined it and we bolted them on so we had collapsible car stocks on our mini mag which was pretty cool and i used three and a half ounce tanks on that and i had um i used to carry them in my um, eagle drip down uh thing with my eagle vest so it was pretty cool playing with that mini mag i might bring it out again um, it, and I was, it paired nicely with my vents goggles. So yeah, yeah pretty cool. Nice to uh, let's give a shout out to Alistair. Uh, if he didn't tell me he was from the UK, I probably would have picked that out, but nice to, nice to have you, sir. Uh, and nice to see some fresh new names in the live chat as well. If you guys want to participate, just type in the comments and we'll hopefully try to get to your comments on the show. Um, see, this is why it's important to like and share. Colin Cooper's so, there. So new people uh, hop into this program as well. So thank you, everybody, who's liked and shared. Make sure you keep doing it so Alistair and his friends can join us. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, how about we do a little custom corner here, ladies and gentlemen? This was sent in from Joey Setapan. And I know I'm I'm butchering that, but I apologize. But some really neat stuff. Um, You can see he's got some custom goggles right here. I'll try to do some zooming in on that. Pretty awesome. And then uh, look at this beast. Is wow. that his as well? 
That is his as well. Is that attached to the chair? <laughs> you guys uh, watching wow. at home are getting better shots than the guys uh, on Zoom was, right now. But Was he the guy who asked earlier about a lighter tank? he's trying to trim a couple of pounds off because i've got questions (laughs) that is like i i would have a hard time playing with it just because the weight of it and and you know whatever but it looks fantastic i'd be very proud to play that that's what you take to your rental field and walk past the newbies not that you're playing with them but just to just to intimidate them and there you go. There he is, also in another creation there with his Yoda on. Where Where is he? Because wherever he is, it looks snowy. Uh, I'm not sure. I know he's watching right now. Maybe Maybe Joey will will post up in the live chat. And also, post Joe. I I I have to be honest with you. I don't. I want to know what the base gun is underneath all of that. Um, MC, MC, yeah. And here you go. Here's his uh, social media post here. Uh, I am uh, proud to announce that Joey will be the captain of the NJ division of the New York Savage Beasts. Nice done. Looks like he's in New Jersey. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. New Jersey. Very cool. Guys, if you have anything cool that you uh, have done up or made custom, send it into the show. We'd love to share it and uh, put it out there for all of you guys to uh, guys to check it out. Um. Antiques Roadshow, I can't find the images that I had loaded, so give me a couple minutes on that. Why don't we go into our topic of this evening? But before we do that, I just wanted to tell you guys a couple things. Did you know that Planet Eclipse guys have more championships, new mechanical markers, new electros, new territory, including the new MagFed division? Get Planet Eclipse guys and take on the world. Ask for them at your local pro shop. When the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, and multiple color options make AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. Made in America by Brent Davis and his crew, AirUps.com. Dreams fade, ruthless paintball products. Colors, this read, sublimation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, Ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt. Available worldwide. From the beginning, you'd stumble down a rocky cliff or weighted chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. Now, whether you're sliding into snake or... Gunny GI Sports has the gear for you now at the new Stormer, Stormer Elite, and Stormer Tactical. DLX Technologies, guys. True industry innovators with some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in the paintball industry. DLX has the power to get you to the podium, and by golly, that's where you want to be. So thank you to all of our great sponsors. If it wasn't for you, we would not be here today. Uh, so thank you so much. Um Here's the part where you guys can be part of the show tonight. We have a topic that we want to discuss, and the topic is what is the worst paintball product that you've ever purchased? Uh, want to hear from you guys. If you guys want to post up in the live chat, we'll try to get to your comments. Um, we had about 20 or 30 sheets of comments that we printed this afternoon, so we'll get to some of those today. Uh, either of you guys want to start with, uh, with what you got? I know it's a hard um, thing when I've, I just throw it I've out to you guys. One, um, Mike Mowry, my old DP, which is a dangerous power G3, spent more time on the workbench than in the field. Um, <laughs> Darcy Baxter says, JT Vortex fan, man, I don't, he says, sounds like a giant mosquito. I thought they worked pretty well. I, I'm going to have to have to disagree with you on that, Darcy. Um, and that's how we know Joe never used one. I had no, the, too, they were maybe. not bad. Okay, well, you have to, okay. In Joe's defense, they were quieter than the Extreme Rage goggle fan. Uh, they were quieter than the die one too. The die one was great at turning battery power into noise. Yeah, that's that's very true. Sean Riddle said a one-year subscription to Behind the Bunker. Ooh, Ooh, best Sean. money he's ever Ooh, spent. Sean, that's a good one. <laughs> I still can't believe he paid a quarter for that. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas um, Ashby is brass 
you know, those were the pros, those were the predecessor, the V Force, um, what was it, Pro Shield or whatever? What was it called? Profiler. Remember yeah. that? Um, Mike Lucas, Michael Lucas, uh, Brass Eagle Poison. I, I agree. Although the Brass Eagle Nightmare never worked, it sounded like an elephant gun. Um, Alistair Hubert Hayes says the TM7 would not work right. We had TM7s. We have TM7s that guys are still using and shooting them shooting all day long um rock and trigger spider electra i agree that is a recycled bin treat um i'm gonna turn it over to someone else and see what they have uh young wolf critchlow who's relatively new to paintball writes in and says the tipping paintball grenade which was awesome when it was awesome but more often than not not i don't that was remember that was a great grenade that was a great grenade. Um, I never bought one, um, but whenever it was thrown at me and didn't deploy, I would always throw it back, and it worked. So yes, those were <laughs> the best parts about it. It yeah. was free, uh, and it was grateful. But, okay, so I, I, I feel bad that we're mocking someone's paint grenade company. If you ever saw how a paint grenade was, was created and the conditions that the person manufacturing them had to be in, I don't think you'd... I don't think uh, you'd, you'd you'd make. Let's <laughs> let's just say that the Tipman paint grenade eliminated more Tipman employees than people on the field. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Matthew Petrushuk says, "Well, I never bought one, but a pass from the fraudulent paintball group that was selling their passes at the mall and conventions. That group hurt the sport more than anything else, and I have a tendency to oh, we won't talk. Of, we won't say the name, but yeah, we know who you mean." many more credit than they they need i have one more yes. john cedo who should stick to making egg rolls says tipman tipx milsig m17 i agree the milsig but i think the tipx is a salt pistol shooter john cedo yes yes it is i think he meant to write in armotech maybe he meant yes. armotech is before his time yeah. uh jeff troxwell says view loader quantum what a load of junk what a little hunk of junk that was barely agitated paint. However, it agitated the nerves of his teammates really well. <laughs> hey, what about Roger Weaver? He says a fanny pack to carry extra emergency ammo. <laughs> Roger Weaver with a fanny idea. pack. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bob Spicer has a comment, but we shouldn't say. Bob Spicer says the T-15 sucks. Okay. So Mark Miles oh. says uh, his is a ticket to the Oklahoma D-Day. So that was a bad purchase for him. Um, Dave Esseling says a used autococker. Oh. Ryan Bailey says an Indian Creek BKO. Yeah. Oh. Eli Booth, I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you. He says Tipman C3. Yeah, not a good purchase. Not at all. But I would be happy to have <laughs> no, one yes, just for yes, no. nostalgia's sake. Perfect purchase. <laughs> Christopher Greathouse says his flatline barrel for his M98. I don't know about that. I think the flatline barrel was a brilliant product, but you had to use decent paint. And there are fields that yes. do not use decent paint as their as their as their the ball that they're serving up. If you had a good paintball through that gun, it worked, and it worked well. And um, it worked better on HPA than CO2. And I think that was a lot of people's you couldn't problem. Use couldn't use a flatline barrel in the cold weather either. No, people wanted to use a flatline barrel, go up to the chronograph, and hit 275, 280. And that was the problem. If you use HPA and chronographed at 260, it worked really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, BKO, I love my BKO, says Eric Parks. Here's the problem. I mean, with all these paintball markers, with some exception, there's going to be some good and bad. And I think... Uh, you know, I think you have to take everybody's opinions with a grain of salt. I mean, back in the day, people would come to the store and ask for Spider, 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 because that's all they saw in paintball magazines, thinking they were the greatest thing in the world. And whether they were or they really weren't, you know, that that was just people's opinion. So you just have to take it with a grain of salt. Carlos says Empire Tracer. Then maybe, yeah, I would. The remake, it was odd to shoot. I don't know if you guys ever shot one, but I found myself almost aiming low which was a really weird feeling 
think I have an Empire Tracer somewhere, but I'm not sure. And I, I don't. I think I have a Spider Hammer, but I'd like to find it. Yeah. Uh, so our friend Jim yeah. Mattatail says an SP1. He wasn't a fan. Oh, yeah. Math, Matthew Allen says his HK Hostile jersey. Hmm. And Kevin Kuzmiak says his Scott Badass Goggles. Really? Um, Chica Estrada says view loader uh, uh, Genesis, I guess. Uh, Cameron Turnbull, Apex 1 barrel was trash. The Apex 2 was awesome. What was different other than the length? Was the internals different, Joe? No, it was the same rubber bumper and stuff like that. I think it was, might have been just the, the fit. Um, in the, the barrel to breech fit, perhaps, but I believe the, the internal component is the same. Hmm. I yeah. wonder if I, I, I'm not sure if that's true. I think the Apex 2 had a longer rubber piece to it, or maybe it was a more gradual, maybe because it was longer. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I and it would make sense because it did come out later. Maybe they fixed whatever I've heard the texture on people it. People say the same, yeah. Carrie Cress uh, needs to hit a pharmacy and maybe get 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 a throat lozenge, but he says cough cough monster balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David Jenneru says the evil gun that they had out. Yeah, the evil omen for sure. Uh, the Nova was a piece of poop. Says Bobby Doused. Lies, all lies. I loved it. <laughs> Jesse Sprung says his O nine Proto SLG UL. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jared Grunwald says the unbreakable Draxus Schmoder. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I think if you said the name wrong, it shattered. Adam Lejeunesse says the JT Lens fan. Mm, again, you're, those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Nothing turned AAA batteries into sound better than that. Oh, All the boy. fans that are on the market, that's probably the easiest to use. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, John Jones says the RT auto mag, heavier than a Challenger tank. The reactive trigger meant it had uh, to be chronoed low to allow the supercharging and spiking. It's kind of like a KP3. Slam pod, says Eric Parks. Yeah. Dylan, o Dylan Owen says the DXS pulse loader. Yeah. Uh, my save Bob face Spicer goggle system. Nice, Bob. You can't. They're not. <laughs> they don't have rate. They don't have ratings. You can't wear those. Our insurance company will not. Yeah. Um, will not support them. So we 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 consequently cannot allow people to use them at our location. So he says they're great for his bass boat. Horrible for paintball. I don't understand well, why. Do, okay, yeah. pardon me because I don't fish, but why would you need goggles for a bass fishing? They go, I think. Uh, on open water, if you're in a boat that goes fast enough, you need goggles in order to see. Understand. Okay. Okay. Um, very good. Any other poignant ones before we move on, guys? Uh, I've got one of my own. Yeah. Oh, I guess I, we haven't even asked each other. Uh, I would have to say the Reds squeegees because it gave me hope <laughs> for what a squeegee could be. And there was a day where I pulled mine out of the sink after washing it and it literally unraveled itself. I tried four different glues to glue it back together unsuccessfully. I remember the eulogy and you prepared for that. It was a tearful one. There were many people there, and everyone understood when I broke down crying yeah. for two hours. How I nearly knew ye. <laughs> now, Edit Exalt has done quite a fantastic job of coming up with a decent barrel swab, and I do enjoy those. But I feel the world will never know another Red's squeegee, and that makes me sad. I'm so grateful that you clarified that because you're about to lose your spot on the panel. Yeah. Because that was the greatest <laughs> squeegee Todd ever. Todd was ready to punch me through Zoom. Yeah. That was there awesome. Was, yeah, there was going to be a mute button there. <laughs> Good for you, yeah. Zoom. Well played. And it would have been rightfully so. But, yes, it, it gave me hope. And it's it's sad that there's a couple of products in PayPal that have come around 
that have stopped being manufactured through whatever reasons, through sales and hostile takeovers or whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's sad that there was products that were out there that uh, that we will never see again. Yeah. But uh, speaking of incredible squeegees, what we need the whole paintball community to rally around is a really good 50 cal squeegee. Yeah. Like 100%. Agreed. Yeah, for like, sure. That is, yeah. For that sure. Is, Exactly. My, my sentiments exactly. The the push is on for low impact, 50 cal, whatever you want to call it in your particular region. But what is lacking and, and it makes it very difficult to offer a fantastic level of service is, is the lack of a real, a real squeeze, clean out the barrel that you keep these people shooting. Yeah. Um, Mike in the live chat says, what about the Brass Eagle Barracuda? Uh, one yard trigger pull and sounds like a yak farting. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of pump auto cockers that sounded like duck. <laughs> step two. We lost Josh just as he was going to describe that. Perfect. That that was almost perfect. Um, I, I'm going to say the thing perfect. that I think the worst thing that I um, bought. And I had to buy repeatedly because it was very little on the market at that point. But I bought the Evolution eggs several times. I bought one. I broke the lid. I bought another one. I used the first one as parts, uh, but there was nothing useful on there. And then I broke the battery compartment on the next one. So it just became a Frankenstein. And I kept buying them because the only other option at the time was a Halo. And it was way more money. And I didn't believe I needed to spend that on a loader. Um, but once you're like three or four of those eggs in, you're like, okay, I should have just bought a halo at the time. So yeah, that's something I wish I wouldn't have bought. So Tommy guns has a great comment in the chat, but we'll never read it on air, but well done. My yes. friend. Well Capital done. trophy for this evening. <laughs> Best comment ever. Where is that? <laughs> read it in the after show. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Tommy. I can't see it. You have to scroll way back. Um, yeah. What about you, Joe? Worst product you've bought? Oh. Um, I don't know, but the best product I've bought is my darn tough socks. Um, I don't know. I Probably Brass Eagle Nightmare was probably the worst. My worst buy. Um, this didn't work very well. Chica, oh, yeah, I don't know. Chica Strada, by the way, says my egg still works. I'm not saying the eggs never Bullsh. worked. No, no, no. The eggs, the motor, and the battery and everything in there were fantastic. It was everything else. It was everything made of plastic on that thing. That yeah, was the shell. If you had a door everything. that could hold the batteries in, it would agitate for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I used duct tape to hold the lid together and hold the batteries in. I had to use a piece of cardboard from a paint box to keep the 9 volts separate because you'd lose the plastic spacer. The springs, you'd tape your lid because you lost the springs on it. I mean, what that's, what, that's actually the, what sporting equipment uses blunt Phillips head screws as a hinge point? People who hate you. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually um, my first introduction to Gavin's um, brother, who he hates to admit he's related to, was him standing over a trash can telling me how awesome the new egg hopper was as he emptied out his paint leftover from the day and it stopped four times as the paint was going through. Jeez. And then when he threw it in his gear bag, I swear I saw a plastic part come flying back out. Nice. Hey, just for you guys that are watching at home right now, we are... Uh... Matt's telling me that we're back up on um, YouTube. So have a look. I'm trying to find it myself. I'm not seeing it, but uh, maybe we'll be able to uh, maybe we'll be able to find the link here. Um, well, why don't we wrap up? Uh, anyone else has any clothing thoughts on this topic before we go, or any other good ones before we we end it? I got nothing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, is, he a, is he alive? I, I'm not. I'm uh, not know. sure, to be honest with you. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna do a couple things because YouTube is down. We're not gonna do much of an after show. We will do one for the podcast listeners, uh, but we won't be able to watch it on YouTube, unfortunately, just because for whatever reason YouTube's encoder was uh, was causing us a lag. So we're not gonna do that. Um, I want to apologize to. Um, 
a couple people. There was some content I wanted to get on tonight. I just were having technical issues, so I I did not get those loaded up. But we whatever I promised to get up tonight, we'll get up next week. Um, I want to finish off with a quick uh, antiques roadshow here, real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to show you a gun right now, and uh, I'm told that this is a mechanical rainmaker. Uh, That's a cocker. It's it's a rainmaker. Something tell me it never made rain. Yeah, so let me uh, let me zoom in here because you can see how the body was cut. So it's definitely a rainmaker. You can tell by the body up here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can see how it's been cut out, and uh, they've turned it into a mechanical. They put an autococker grip on it with an evil sticker on it. And let me go to the other side of this this thing. Is that a sticker or grip? Uh it's a sticker. It's a sticker. Yeah. Um, it's a WGP grip though, because the rainmaker didn't have that grip. It is, but it's is they that basically a became. Three-way on the front? It's a Palmer's uh, LPR sure for is. sure. Let's go back the to this side. And then it's a stock autococker front block and three-way. And the Ram looks like it's a Palmer's Ram. possibly as well. And the original Jedi logo? Is that what that is? <laughs> and then what do you call that? A Dishka like, uh, on the front? It look, looks like a, uh, it's got some macro line on it too. Yeah. So so there, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Take it for what it's worth. Um, the bolt looks like it's removable there as well. So this was uh, produced by a fellow named Jordan. This comes to us from Neb Nella on, uh, on Facebook. He, uh, he found this. Uh, he wants to know how much it would sell for. This fellow is asking 500 U.S. dollars. I think Neb put this together out of spare parts from the bottom of his trunk of his car. <laughs> That's an awful lot of effort know. to like. I, I, I appreciate that it was a rainmaker. I appreciate that it has some de- decent parts and it's ne- like it's neat. I don't think I would pay five hundred dollars for it if I were interested. And I'm not trying to put it down. I just let's go to you guys in the live chat. Bobby Dow says fourteen hundred dollars. What? I, I think Bobby might be. I think he might still be on tryptophan from his Christmas Bobby, turkey. Bob, Bobby, do us all a favor, bud. Say no to crack. <laughs> well, you know that that stimulus check hasn't come in yet, so just relax a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, the grip's worth something. The regs worth something. I mean, that so if that's uh, all Palmer's three way, that's worth a little something too. I think they, can, that macro line's at least a dollar a foot. Oh, for sure. True. <laughs> for sure. Eric Park says a buck. One hundred and twenty-five. Devin Swartz says. 200 for the Frankenmarker. <laughs> That's funny. Do, That's do you think this thing though. Do you think this thing could make rain anymore? I don't know. Make people cry. Yeah. That's for sure. Roger Weaver says it's a canonizer on the front. Okay. Yeah. Uh George yeah. Jones says yeah, Roger uh, that doesn't help. <laughs> John Jones says it fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch. $90 for the parts. <laughs> It's like John Jones's tree his family tree only has one branch. Why would you say that? <laughs> Sorry, John. Bill Scribner decreased value since there is an evil sticker two fifty. Gary Crest's yeah, one dollar. The, the evil grip frame kills it. Yeah. Well, what is he trying to pass that for? Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, in the uh, words of my three-year-old, gerbage. <laughs> gerbage. Yeah. John Jones says, harsh. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I apologize. Um, some these... uh, He knew what he was getting into when he signed into the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say goodbye to you on Facebook. We're going to continue to record an after show for our podcast listeners um matt thinks he's got it going to do youtube so give it a shot see if it's up there um yeah so thank you and again to those uh, those guys that i had content for tonight uh i regret to reform you we'll, we'll have it on for next week and some of your mail time questions we'll try to get to as well for next week uh, watch for next week's topic we'll post it on social media make sure you follow us on uh, all the social media platforms so that you can be part of that conversation as well we got a good one for next week as well 
Uh, thank you to Joe for being on the pre-show. Thanks for uh, very much for, for tuning in and tolerating us. I hope everyone in there, regardless of where you are in the world, I hope everyone is safe until at least next week so you can watch us again about Bunker. GPU. That's right. Garvin Sharma. Wonderful to be here. And thank you, as Joe said, uh, for all of you joining in and uh, contributing to the chat as well. And before I leave, make sure you hit that like and share button and let people know what we do every Monday night because this is our community, this is your program, and we're grateful for you to be here. Absolutely. And Josh. Yeah, thank you to all those who liked and shared the program. As we said last week and this week, it does make a big help. Uh, you guys did some sharing last week. We got fantastic numbers. We do appreciate that. And to the rest of you, uh, sod off. Yeah. Hey, if Greg Hastings can like and share this, you can too. So thank you guys. He's, he's got a baby. <laughs> no time on his hands he's got a mini me now so thank you very much for listening guys tonight's show is brought to you by twisted t if you guys are uh, watching us uh, on facebook thank you for watching if you're listening to podcast don't go anywhere our after show continues just after this And we are back. So thank you guys for uh, for listening to our podcast tonight and continuing to listen to it. I hope you enjoy our after show slash podcast that we do for you guys every week. Uh, tonight, we will not talk about COVID. And uh, we'll try to bring up something a little more, maybe a little more uplifting. Hey, I don't... You guys are depressing as fuck. <laughs> Well, Whoa, you're, you're dropping the amp bombs already <laughs> in the intro. Good for you, Josh. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm proud of you. I have no idea why, but Siri kicked in the middle of that. <laughs> that has got to be the creepiest thing. We've got, not Siri, sorry, we've got Alexa all over our house. And I, I, I've grown to use it and not mind it because it plays music in the background. And I, and, I, and I like that. And I can call to different rooms and I can whatever, whatever. But it still creeps me out that every time I walk in or say something, I can see the light as if it's thinking. Um, yeah. And, and it's just ceases listening to your conversations, Todd. Compton. Well, we the thing is, they used to do that, but they used to. Lights. Yeah, and absolutely. But it's like it's like uh, OnStar. You can listen like, OK, if anything's taught me correctly, like on CSI or any of these television shows, you can tune into someone's vehicle if they have OnStar. Right. Like it's everybody's listening yeah. to you. Right. So I, they're listening to you on your phone. I'm sure of it. How can I, they I, not? I yeah, guarantee if... anybody listening to me is a lot of farts. <laughs> Just driving around. I know. Gavin pocket dials me once in a while and his knife life is not interesting. Let me tell you. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Damn. This drive through is too, too busy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, yeah, whatever. S singing out of tune to, to the radio station. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <Yeah. laughs> but I, I don't I don't mind Alexa. I find that it needs a little bit of work for me to put more information into it. But, like, I can get it to play general music that I like listening to. We've been using it a lot. The kids in the house keep – even today we were taking uh, Christmas decorations out. And I keep hearing, Alexa, play Christmas music. And it's like, no. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. The kids don't want to let it go. We, uh, so uh, here's the part that gets me. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, the part that gets me is we have in our house Alexa, Google, and Siri. Yeah. Right? And Alexa and Google kind of sit there and wait. The amount of times that Siri randomly kicks in and just starts talking is creepy. Huh. It is. It's like, I don't say anything, and all of a sudden it's like, Burp. the flight of an African swallow is, you know, <laughs> 1,400 feet per second. It's like, nobody asked you. Shut up. Okay, I'm driving around with Siri in my car, and I have to shut everything down. Turn the heat down. No windshield wipers. Can you hear me, Siri, please? Please connect with me. I please listen to me. I know. Start referring to yourself in third person. Siri, Gavin's cold. Do you guys use your Siri in your car? That's one thing I haven't set up. I do, yes. Do you really? And does it work okay? Sometimes like, is call, it? Sometimes I use it to ask something, but it it doesn't work anyway. Do you have your Alexa set up for your lights and stuff? Uh, a few, yeah. In your house, yeah. Because I, I can say good night, Alexa. Alexa, good night, and then she'll 
maybe turn the lights off, but she didn't. And then when we want to turn the lights on, we say, Alexa, let there be light. And they all come on and goes, ah! Like <laughs> yeah. Well, like Alexa's, she's crying when you're like, good night, Alexa. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> my my, my daughter would go up to yeah, it and, and say, Alexa, what is your name? And she would whisper it. And then Alexa would, would come back on and go, my name is Alexa. And whisper back. And I'm like, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most we use it for is uh, asking her to uh, give us a knock-knock joke. And they're not good. <laughs> but we, we we use it often for the temperature because if we're going to go out for a walk or something, even the kids go, that's the temperature, and then she'll go, like, it's one degrees. But then I say, you have to ask the wind chill because that's the true, the true temperature. Then you ask the wind chill, and it's like six degrees cooler. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Ask Alexa for the dry bulb temperature. <laughs> the what? When you talk about wind chill, yes. that's the dry bulb temperature. There's wet bulb and dry bulb temperature. Oh. That's the, oh, that's the difference. Okay. You, you Cliff Clavin us. <laughs> <laughs> that's I right. sometimes talk about that at work yeah. every day. This uh, but, is riveting conversation but you, for okay. every so <laughs> I want to get one more question. So, Alexa, though, you it, it is... Um, it's not. It's not smart because we're sitting at the dining room table. Dining room table. We're having a conversation, and we'll bring up something. We'll be like, I don't know. Let's ask. Let's ask her. And one of my daughters would pose the question, and then she's like, Hmm, I don't know. And then she gives you some random fact about something else. Like, is is Google or any of the other ones better? I think Google's. I think Google knows more than Alexa when it comes to like statistics and things like that. But, uh, you have to be careful with that because Google just um, at least 224 uh, employees. Yeah, just for the union. <laughs> yes. what, um, <laughs> what is Alexa? Is that Amazon? Yeah, Amazon Alexa, yep. yeah. Okay. So we we often use the Google Home because Alexa is only on our thermostat and we've had to turn it off because we've had random packages show up at our front door. So oh, nice. Has something to do with that children. bitch. Yes. <laughs> just ordering stuff. So we use Google and it seems to be quite fine, but we, I often more use it for a timer than anything when I'm in yeah, the kitchen or that's another thing. Yeah. I, I just, Alexa I, I chose and... Alexa because I know Bezos is hard on his luck after the divorce and he's hard for cash. <laughs> yeah. So sure I'm trying to support him. <laughs> do you see what he made? <laughs> he's not, he's not quite the wealthiest man in the world yet. Oh. Let's get in there. Boy, oh boy. divorce, damn it. <laughs> I want a percentage of a percentage of Bezos. I would I'd like even a half a percentage of his income. I could live I'll comfortably. I'll be his pool boy. Like, <laughs> have an allegation. I, I'll be all, his... I'm asking, all I'm asking for is an hour's worth of his income. Just an hour. That's all. Yes. Just an hour. Josh, you could curl up. Just an up. hour and I'm good for life. You could curl up on his head and be his hairpiece. Sure. And do quite well. Whatever. I will do that. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> I'll be his mustache for a day. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, we kind of yeah, got this. It. Is weird. Paintball this is talk. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've never paintball committed show. a paintball talk on the after show. Not very true. Yeah. But we never talked about horror talk either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh well. So whatever. Anything else you guys want to chit chat about before we let the guys go? I, I want to talk a little bit more about that Frankenmarker, but I think we beat that horse dead. I feel and bad I, for who put the time and effort into it, but it is ugly. Like, well, it's you know terrible. What? But that's it, almost it, like someone did it on purpose. Agreed. But these are labors of love, but you, yeah. you'll never sell it for what you uh, invested into it, right? Both yeah. time and, and money, right? So yeah. if you like it and it scares children, that's fantastic. But again, some I people thought the autococker was terrible. Piece, though. You know, like the autococker, when it first came out, it wasn't the prettiest of guns. They put the sheath over no. the top of the front to hide True. that stuff. But, I mean, this is beyond that. Like, you could put a bed sheet over this and it's not going to help it. Um, yeah, I don't but know. That's, I a, li- that's a conversation piece for people who know what paintball markers are. Because some yeah. kid might look at that and just say, oh, it's a it's a marker or it's a gun. Whereas some like us would walk into the field and go, hang on a second. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. From an just en- why? Why would why you, do you from have an so engin- much free okay. time on your So hands. from an engineering standpoint, good for him, right? Like he probably had to solve a bit of problems and, and get that to work that way and machine a lot of stuff. So good for him. Yeah. Just it's it's just not it's just not pretty. That's all. It's the modern day magfed marker is what I think it is. Magfed? 
Yeah, well, remember when MagFeds first came out, people were doing all kinds of wacky stuff to okay. box mags. I on see where you're going now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take hammer sevens and put them into wood socks and make snipers and all that stuff. That, it was I enjoy how you've been pluralizing of... everything and in, in, <laughs> and really embodying your Canadian roots here. It's been locked in my basements for like five days now. <laughs> oh, by the way, did the new season of Letterkenny come out? It was supposed to come uh, out at Christmas, wasn't it? Maybe. I saw a preview for it know. before Christmas, and it normally comes out. I'm yeah, going to have to look into that. Lots of previews for is it. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, why, don't we, why don't we end this train wreck? If you guys are uh, listening to us on our podcast, thanks again. Make sure you guys are subscribed to wherever you guys are downloading it. And uh, I see our um, – I got an email from Google. Our good, uh, the, Where people get it off of Google has gone up. The Google uh, – what's the app? Google Play. Uh, that's Google been going up. More people have been adopting it over oh, there. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's where I've been listening to it, actually. Okay. Because in my car, I can voice control it. Uh, okay. I wonder if iTunes uh, is Google, having a... Google Podcasts yeah. is what it actually is. But with all these yeah. other apps, I wonder if iTunes is having a small slip in their market share. Because Google Play seems to be doing well. Spotify is doing well. You know, Joe Rogan only came over to Spotify when we got on there. So... It's such a follower. <laughs> Yeah. All right, just, ladies and we gentlemen. We just missed out on that hundred hundred million uh, Spotify contract. Yeah, That's yeah. right. All right. Well, I guess we won't say farewell unless any of you guys have anything else to say. No, not until next week. I'll, we'll have more, more, Sounds good, good. more snippets and tidbits. Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll see you. Uh, see you next week. <laughs>